Oh, hey guys, what's up? You are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for fucking uh, Tuesday the 6th of March. Yes, 2018. Oh my god, what a fucking absolute dog shit day I'm having. This is the worst. I'm actually very excited to sit here and just talk this out for about half an hour. Are you guys doing okay? Is everyone okay? Oh, I can finally breathe. You know when you just have fucking just stupid life shit to do? And does everyone else get this where like you get just you got like a bunch of emails to answer or tax shit or just money things, bank stuff, and you get that tight feeling in your chest that you're just like, I don't want to do this. I'm but I just know I have to. And you just buckle down and you just fucking do it. And that tight feeling just stays for the whole time that you're you're doing your life shit. That tight feeling is just there. Ugh, I've had that all day. All right, let me... So... There's going to be a lot of breathing in this podcast. (laughs) As opposed to the other ones, which, as you well know, I've been recording underwater, actually. So, um... This podcast, a little bit different, will be recorded from dry land. And then next week, we'll have a return to normal service. Uh, the sitting under an... What the fuck am I talking about? My phone broke, guys. I'm in fucking bits because my phone... I um, So I had an old... old I had a, a Huawei. That Chi- you know that Chinese phone? It's called Huawei. H-U-A-W-E-I. Huawei! Um... I bought it last January 2016 for, no, t- January 2017 for 300 Australian dollars. So, like, I mean, it's it makes sense that it's broken, you know, like a year, but it's like a $300 phone. I kind of have thought about it, and it's like if I bought like a Google Pixel, that's like $1,000, and that might get you through two years. So, 300 bucks for one year is actually pretty good, right? So, um, Anyway, I had this Huawei, I bought it, and it was already pretty beat up. Like, when I got I got mugged in Manchester in September, and I was real angry at myself and drunk. When I got back to the hotel room, I, like, threw my phone at the wall. <laughs> so it was literally bent, like, in the middle. The phone and the screen and the metal casing was all bent. So, fucking, it was already pretty smashed. And then, um, just in, like, January, February-ish, just when I was leaving Melbourne... Um, there was a bit of a heat wave and my phone, I noticed it was overheating and it wasn't charging properly. So the only way I could get it to charge was to take the whole case off and then put it on like an ice pack to cool it down and it would start charging once it felt cold to the touch, which is, that's not a part of phone repair, right? Like, <laughs> it's like when my mate's baby had a seizure and we had to take all his clothes off and douse him in hot, in like cold towels because he was having a seizure because it was hot. Like, that works for baby, but a phone is not a baby, is it? Take all your phone's clothes off and put it in a fucking ice pack. <laughs> um, I feel like everyone's going, dude, what the fuck? Your your friend's kid had a seizure. Yeah, he was a fucking like a one-year-old kid, and it was too hot in Melbourne. He had a seizure in our kitchen, so we took him outside. My friend's mum is a doctor. so Sorry, she's a nurse. And... um she just fucking took his clothes off and put damp towels on him and eventually he calmed down. Anyway, that's not the story. I'm talking about my phone, which is, if anything, more important than a baby, all right? Because babies are free. Phones cost 300 bucks. Oh. So my phone was, uh, it was already charging, like, not well. And 
you know, some days it would charge up to 100, some days 60%, some days it wouldn't charge until it got below 10%, and then I would have to jiggle the thing or try like three or four different charges. And then yesterday, like afternoon, it just stopped charging altogether. And uh, I looked, <laughs> my brother was like, what if you just like take the battery out? And I was like, that's a sick idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. I was so fucking desperate. So I looked up a tutorial on uh, how to disassemble the phone that I had. Went on like, I'm on fucking YouTube and the, the dude in the tutorial has like all of these rubber thimbles over each of his fingers and an electrostatic wristband and all these special tools. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any of that shit. So I'm like, maybe I'll get zapped. And then he's got this thing that's like a carbon, like tweezers, but made of carbon. So it doesn't conduct electricity. And I'm just like, I think mum has got some tweezers in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to get those. <laughs> so I'm like trying to pry my phone open, get a screwdriver, unscrew all these bolts, open the thing up after a while, like a cracked skull, just like, and um, I realized that these new phones aren't really meant to have the battery taken in and out, are they? Because the battery is like plugged into the motherboard and it's got some fucking like adhesive that you pull out from underneath it, like one of those wall hangings, you know, where you pull the tab and then the adhesive slowly comes out. So it's like, it's not reapply adhesive. It's like when you take this battery out, the battery's done. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I don't think like, like turning this off and on again is really going to do the trick in this case. Um, and I like I'd already taken it to a guy in Sydney like two weeks ago, this dude at one of those Asian phone shops, and the guy was like, Look, man, it's either your power supply or your battery, and I don't know which one, so I could replace both of them, but it'll t- cost 150 bucks, and I'll have to order that shit from somewhere. So like just it's like a car it's like when you crash a shit car that you love but you've had for like eight years. And then the insurance company are just like, dude, your car's fucked. It's crazy that it was driving in the first place. We are not going to repair it and give it back to you. You now just have to buy a new car. That's what it was like with my phone. Dude was just like, get a new fucking phone, you idiot. (laughs) Buying a new power supply for that phone would have like been fucking like reupholstering an old 1984 Datsun Bluebird with leather seats. It's like, doesn't matter how you make it look, new paint job, put some little stripes or a bit of a flame on the side. The car's still fucked, man. Let it go, you know? So that's, uh, yeah, so I I just, I went out yesterday, I went to, uh, I was going to do a show at the legendary Rhino Room in Adelaide, right? So I'm still in Adelaide. And uh, all, pretty much every Fringe show or every comedy show anyway is is off on Monday, so... I didn't have a show. No one had a show. So we're all going to go do sets at the Rhino Room. And uh, I left the house without a phone. I took my brother's car, drove it into the city. We kind of memorized where the new Rhino Room is on a on a map so I could just like drive there and hopefully figure it out. And uh, yeah, I didn't have a phone, man. I smoked a few cigarettes, like more than I would have normally, I think, because of the stress of not having a phone. Um... Uh, my friend came in to the show. We were going to sit down and watch the show. I was talking to comics and it got to like 8.30, 8.40. And uh, I was like, dude, this is taking a while. And my mate was like, oh, the show's not going ahead. <laughs> because three audience members had rocked up. And I was just, I'd been sitting there chatting, kind of waiting for something to happen and nothing was happening. So uh, 
Show didn't go ahead, but um, they refunded my friend's 10 bucks, obviously, because she didn't get to see a show. And what we did instead was real nice, right? I didn't have a phone, but I, like, know Adelaide still fairly well and, like, the streets and stuff. So we went in my brother's car and um, just drove around a bit, man. I haven't driven for, like, I haven't driven properly for an extended period of time like that for, like, maybe four years. <laughs> That's fucked up, hey. And and I'm still allowed to just get behind the wheel of a car and fucking go for it. How's this, right? I was, um... <laughs> so the first time I went for a drive was when I drove to Rhino Room from my mum's house in Thebiton, which is, like, not even a five-minute drive. It's, like, a two- or three-minute drive, yeah? And I'm driving at, like, at, like, seven o'clock in the afternoon like it's you know it's still light outside the traffic's calmed down a little and I'm driving the first main road you go down Port Road I did a U-turn to get back towards the city and then I'm driving over this bridge over the train line to go into the city and I had the thought of like because I've never been a good driver I was always a shitty driver Um, I never drove that much I've never owned a car but I do have my full license and um, (laughs) it was always funny when I was younger because I I was late to get my license and all my friends got their license like the day they could, you know, because they love driving cars. But then all my friends, because they were all drug dudes and like drinking dudes, all ended up losing their licenses around the age of like 20, 21 um, for like drug driving or drink driving offenses. But I would never drive. So I was the only one who had a license, but none of my friends would let me drive their cars because I was such a bad driver. I remember... (laughs) I remember my friend Jason one time, I was like, dude, do you want me to drive your car down to the bottle And he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, what? What's wrong? He's like, dude, I don't want you to fuck it up. And I was like, what? Like, it's just a car. And he was like, yeah, that's why you're not driving it down to the bottle shop. Because <laughs> I was like, like, in my head, a car is the same as like a bike or a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you're like, oh, I just fucking ding it a few times. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so for, yeah the irony was all my friends would drive disqualified and risk like having a suspended sentence for driving off a disqualified license rather than have me a fully qualified and licensed driver drive their car because I was such a bad fucking driver so but last night I'm driving down towards the city and um I started thinking about like all the driving lessons that I had, you know, when you're like 16, 17 and you take driving lessons and you learn the ropes and they're like super strict on you because you're young and you're learning how to drive and you've got to do like parallel parking and a fucking three point turn. And the guy's like, actually, I want you got to hold your hands like this when you do the three point turn and two hands on the wheel at all times. You're trying to do that rally driver shit where you just palm the wheel around like, like I saw my dad do so many times. And uh, and the dude's like, excuse me, mate, rally driver over here. No, thank you. No, thank you. Two Hands at 10 and 2, please. And then hand over hand while we feed the wheel around on itself. They're treating driving a car like it's fucking yoga practice or something. But they have to be super strict on you because you're young. And as I drove along, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not a, an ability thing. I think the skill of driving a car isn't an actual skill. It's just a concentration and awareness and alertness and like... It's something that comes with age, you know? Like, it's not about being able to drive, like, a fucking rally car or something. Driving on a road is just about being aware, looking in your mirrors, being aware of everyone around you, like, focusing. And I was driving over Port Road, thinking about this, and going, like, you know what? I'm 27. I know how to drive a fucking car, right? 
I think my days of being a shitty driver are done and I think it's I'm now mature enough that I can handle being in control of it. And as I was thinking that, I realized I'd ran a red light. <laughs> as I was looking at the car in front of me and like thinking my profound fucking genius thoughts, not paying attention. And I fucking, <laughs> as I went through the intersection, I saw the light turn from orange to red and I was like, nope, still suck. <laughs> still can't drive for shit. Took me two minutes. In a behind the wheel of a fucking vehicle before my hubris returned. And I went, you know, I don't think I got this under control. Oh, no. Nope. Still a danger. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, me and my friend just drove around yesterday. Went to, uh, went to the legendary Cafe de Villies, which is just on South Road there in Adelaide. Just, um... Just like near like Henley Beach Road, maybe or Donald Brabham Drive, some shit. It's that twenty-four hour uh, bakery. Adelaide has two. There's O'Connell Street Bakery and Cafe de Villiers. But Cafe de Villiers was always on my side of town, so we went there, and it's just fucking great, man. You can get like a burger, chips, pies, pasty, sausage rolls. All my, I got an eclair at fucking nine thirty at night. Do you understand? Like a fresh, creamy eclair. We got that. We got a pie. We got some other turnover type situation, chocolate milks, the whole Magella. Oh, I just remember that I didn't apply for my $1,000 prize on the chocolate milk. Fuck. What a piece of shit. Pure chocolate milks right now and iced coffees and all those things have like, you enter a code in the whatever and then you can win a thousand bucks and I didn't do mine. Dude, what am I doing? Who, who do I think I am that I can just throw a thing in the bin that might be worth a thousand dollars? Oh, well. Yeah, we went to Cafe de Villiers. Then we drove down South Road, went to Glandor, to my old hood, and I drove past my fucking childhood home, 17 now Deer Street, Glandor, for the first time since it was sold. Um, it was sold in December 2015 when I was living in London, and uh, I still haven't been back, man. It's I've got, like, a whole part in my show about how it was sold, and that was the first time I just, like, drove past. We kind of drove past slowly. I kind of... St- I- I didn't park, but I just like stopped rolling the car in the middle of the road and um, we were looking at it and then uh, my friend was like, are there any lights on? And I was like, no, I don't think there are. Like, do you want to fucking go inside? And I was like, oh no, there is a light. And she was like, I wasn't serious, dude. Like, I didn't actually want to go inside. And I was like, I know. I'm not going to break into a house just because I used to live there. (laughs) Oh man, sorry. I think I left some coins in the kitchen (laughs) in 2003. Fucking 13, whenever the last time I was there. I wish I'd, um, I do wish I'd like buried something under like the backyard or some shit as a kid, you know, like a time capsule or something like that. That'd be a cool thing to knock on their door and go, hey, bro, I just left some shit in there. Dig down and pull out like a radioactive box, right? Full of atoms and, and plutonium and cellulite. <laughs> That's right. Full of old fat. A box full of fat, eh? What a valuable thing to keep in your backyard. You don't have a box full of fat in your backyard. I want you to go cut some fat off of you or your fattest relative now and put it in a box and chuck it in your backyard. Never when, never know when that might come in handy. Probably absolutely never. Can you make anything out of fat? What do they make out of whale fat? 
what is that used for? Do they make like glue or some shit? No, that's horse hooves. That's just ground up horses is what they turn into glue. <laughs> Isn't that wild? The way they make glue is they just get a massive hammer and a concrete slab <laughs> and put a horse in between there and go bang, 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 and then give it to, give it to five-year-old kids to eat in primary school. If you ever ate glue in primary school, I need you to know that you were eating horses. And probably the people that were eating glue are the same people who now ride and love horses, right? (laughs) What am I basing that on? The fact that they're both fucking stupid. Seriously, though, um, that I'd never thought about that before, but... (laughs) If they actually do, I know it's not a giant hammer, okay, I know you don't make glue out of a giant hammer and a concrete slab and a horse, I'm not a fucking idiot, but however they do make glue, it, there are too many cultural references in society and the world to fucking, for glue to not be made out of horses, yeah? So, if that's how they make glue, out of horses... <laughs> maybe it's like one kind of glue but if that's true then when whatever if like kids are eating glue they're eating crushed up horses <laughs> imagine telling that to a five-year-old <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're eating glue you're eating ponies you fucking monster. Jesus, that would fuck a kid up for such a long time. Imagine a room full of 25 five-year-olds bursting into tears because you tell them they just ate farlap. <laughs> Very good. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, we went to... Uh, yeah. How did I get on that from fucking my childhood home? We went to there, drove past it, and then we went to... Um, we went to the Glendor Community Center and I was just like reminiscing about lighting fires in that place when I was a kid and blowing shit up. And we went to the uh, Glendor Cricket Oval, which is actually the Glendor Cricket Club, original cricket club of uh, the great Jason Gillespie, Australian, former Australian test cricket bowler. How about that? I remember one time he came down and played a game there on like a Saturday afternoon or whatever, like a, he played for the club again and the street was lined with cars. There were people ringing the, the fucking oval um, to watch Jason Gillespie play. Isn't that fucking cool, man? That kind of shit just happens. Um, anyway, they did that. Drove her back to her car in Parkville. Drove back here. Phone still wasn't working. So um, I I'd kind of decided like, all right, dude, my phone's just not going to turn back on at all. I need to buy a new phone. And so that's what I've done today. Um, I woke up at like nine-ish and uh, checked out where I could buy some phones. I just was like JB Hi-Fi. And then, so this is my ordeal today. I already feel so much better than I did at the start of this pod. I um, So at the start of the day, I was like, all right, I've got to transfer some money between my bank accounts, but I can't access that because it's on my phone. I can't get onto it on my computer because I forgot my banking password. So I had to go to the bank get them to try to drive to the bank. And I don't have maps through the whole of this and I don't know where stuff is in Adelaide. So I jump in my brother's car, drive to the Commonwealth Bank, get the thing like accessed. Initially, the lady thought I wasn't going to be able to do it in branch, but then I found out that I could. Great. Uh, logged on to my bank. Sick. Changed the money over. Went to JB Hi-Fi. Down to JB Hi-Fi. I buy my phone. This phone, I got a new Huawei, same brand. 
Um, I, lo- I looked at the bottom row of phones, like the cheapest ones, right? Like I'm buying an outright. I'm like happy for it. Now that I've done the maths, 300 bucks for a year, pretty good. So I'm like, all right, I'll go for like the same kind of price range. There was like a 200, a 240, a 280, and a $320 phone. And they were like, there was like Huawei. I think there was a Samsung fucking, and then like maybe a Motorola or something. And I asked the dude and I was just like, what do you recommend? And he was like, yeah, two, $225 the Huawei was. So I get that, take it home, park the car in the driveway, take it home, get back here, go to fucking put my SIM card in. SIM card's too big. I'm like, all right, I'll go to the Optus store. It's just down the road at the Brickworks. I go outside, try to get into my brother's car again. In the two minutes that I locked it, come inside, seen the wrong, seen I had the wrong SIM, and gone back outside, the key now won't go in the door of my brother's car. So I'm like, amazing. This is great. I'm having a good time. And I try the other key. Doesn't go in. So now I think my brother's car might be fucked. I've driven it twice in two days. And now the key, it's like there's some sort of gate on the on the lock. Like, you know, there's like the lock, but it has that kind of protectory bit in front that when you push the key, that just kind of gives way. Yeah, I think that's broken. I don't fucking know, man. I, don't, I know literally nothing about cars. I barely know how to change it. Actually, no, I don't know how to change the oil in a car. Why am I lying to you? I know how to take that little stick out and go like, yep, that's where the oil is. <laughs> and then if there's no oil in there, I'm like, well, I guess I got to buy a new car. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't even know anything about the car itself, let alone the fucking lock. I don't even know if you need a different locksmith or if a car mechanic can fuck with that lock, you know? Um. So I had to walk to the Rickworks because now I don't have a phone, don't have a car. Um, see where the Brickworks is. It's like a 15-minute walk from here. I'm walking down. I get a coffee from this random place that I walk past. Coffee sucked, of course. Who cares? Move on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in my head as I walk away, I take the first sip and I'm like, ugh, of course this sucks. And then uh, I, maybe on a good day, I would have been like, this coffee's actually okay. But I was so ready for it to be shit that I, even when I went in there and talked to the guy and I was like, uh, can I get a coffee? And he was like, yeah. And he was like kind of fumbling around. And I, I think I had, I must have had the energy of like, I must have been like telepathically implanting thoughts in his head where I was going like, this coffee's going to suck, isn't it, mate? This coffee's going to be shit. Don't fuck it up, idiot. Because I was in such a bad mood. That um, when he did make it and he, he like, it was a long black, he went to put the water and then he put the shots on top from the shot glass. Already I'm, I'm now, no, it's going to be shit. I hate it because I wanted it to come straight out of the machine. And then he goes to put it under the hot water thing again. And I'm like, don't worry about that, mate. I want to leave the cremer on there. And he's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And like gets another shot. And he's like, do you want me to put another shot in there? And I'm like, Sure. By this point, I'm like, just give me my fucking coffee and let me get the fuck out of here. God, I must have been so rude to him. I'm sorry, Mr. Coffee Man. By the sounds of it, that was like a new place that had just opened. So he was probably real nervous about his new business. And I'm coming in with this shitty energy of like, give me my fucking fuel, you piece of shit. Anyway, I walk out there. Coffee was no good. I probably projected my negative energy onto the coffee and made it bad. Uh, get to, uh, oh, I go to, go to the Optus store and 
like here's where the day kind of started to turn around. I get to the shop and I see uh, my old friend Stussy Dellis down at the Optus shop. He works there. I walk in and uh, he's like, hey, man, and um, give him a hug. An interesting thing about Stussy is like back in the days when I was a like little clubbing drug boy, Stussy and a few of his mates were kind of in like the opposing crew to like our crew of mates. We were called the Lost Boys because we were Neverland's Lost Boys. We never wanted to grow up. And then their crew was called the Family. And because of various different people having sex with each other when they shouldn't have and blah, 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 our two groups went to all the same nightclubs, but we like didn't like each other. And there was no reason other than, you know, you got to have someone to hate, right? It's like fucking... It's like the fans of two football teams hating each other. And they're like, they're fucking this and they're fucking that. But from anyone who knows nothing about football, the two groups could not be more alike if they tried. But according to inside from the two groups of fans, the other ones are like diametrically opposed to every value that they hold dear. You know, that's what it was like between the family and the Lost Boys was like, we were like, they're fucking scum of the earth, fucking valueless drug addict pieces of shit. And uh, they would have said exactly the same thing about us. But if you asked anyone else our age or older or probably even younger who wasn't in that lifestyle, like someone who worked at a fucking pie shop, they would have been like, you guys are both fucking gross, drug addict bunches of 19-year-old scumbags. (laughs) And we would have been like, fuck you, loser. See you at Red Square close 7am on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Not your pussy because you wouldn't make it because you don't know what we live through. Anyway, I saw Stussy Dallas out there at the Optus shop, and uh, oh, it was real lovely to see him, man. We just chatted, and he said he was like thinking about coming to my show. They're probably going to come with a little crew um, later in the week, and then he all he needed to do was just pop my SIM card out of like the the larger casing that it was in to make it like a nano SIM. Chucked it in my phone, dope. Went through all the intro settings for me, bit 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 boom. Went outside and. Um, and that's that's been pretty much... Oh, no, that wasn't it for the day. <laughs> so that was the phone situation sorted. Car's still fucked. And then I got an email from fucking eTax, which was like my tax accountant thing. Oh, this is like the worst one. Just a bunch of... I can't even be fucked telling this story. This now I'm fucking boring myself. Nah, I don't care. I just had to do a bunch of tax shit. That's it. Oh... How have I made it this far into the pod and I get to the tax thing, which is what I was annoyed about when I started. Like, how far are we in? 25? 26 minutes in, I've recapped the events of the of the last day or so that have caused me stress. I finally get to the nugget of where I was feeling stressed before and I I still, I can't even face it. That fucking tax shit, man. I had to file returns from 2014 and 15. No, 15 and 16, which are two years that for those tax years, I was completely out of the country. I lived in the UK and I did all my tax from years past in October and they told me I didn't need to file for those years. And then I just got an email from my fucking tax agents saying that I do because I need to file for overseas return, even money that I made overseas. And the UK runs in a different tax year to Australia. And now I have to contact my former employer and the, there's a different person who does their finances Oh, I was on the phone to the guy for like 25 minutes. And at one point I was just like, dude, I fucking hate this so much. Why is this happening? And he was like, I know, man, I'm sorry. 
and <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Like they chase you up until you die. Like I had to file one for 2008 as well. When I worked my first job for Coles for the second half of that tax year, I was 17 for the whole year. I have to file a return for that year. It's 10 years later. That was 10 years ago, and I still have to file a return for that. <sighs> the ATO, that's the Australian Tax Office for any overseas listeners. The ATO are like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. No, they're like those fucking horsemen in Lord of the Rings. Those skeletor, hooded-wearing, ethereal, ghostly motherfuckers. And and every time you get a job, you're like Frodo putting the ring on. That you get, they can be anywhere else. They can be on the other side of the fucking world or Middle Earth. And then you get a job and you put the ring on and they just... (laughs) And they fucking... And they ride, they ride off across fucking hell and high water to find you because they can smell the fucking scent of any money that you might owe them from 10 fucking years ago. They never die. They never fucking give up. They, oh my God. In 2008 financial year, I, I paid $20 withheld, like $20 was withheld which means that rather than follow, filing a zero lodgement form, which costs zero dollars with the e-tax app, I have to now file a tax return, which even with a discount because I was under 18, costs $38. So because, because my, employment, my employer withheld $20 of tax from me 10 years ago, I now owe the Australian tax office $38 which I have to pay them to claim that $20 back. So I have to, I'm out $18. And it's like, can I not, can I just not pay it? And they're like, no. Fuck everyone, you know? Fuck tax. Fuck phones. Fuck cars. Fuck keys. And fuck horses. (laughs) More than anything, Fuck horses. And if you have a kid, feed him some fucking glue, bro. Because <laughs> the horse is already dead. <laughs> and your kid needs to learn that death is coming. And even when he's fucking 28, he's still going to have to pay taxes that he for 20 bucks that he paid to the ATO 10 years ago. Ugh, that's me, guys. That's fucking sitting under a tree for this week. If you're in Adelaide uh, and you want to come and see my show, there's two weeks left. I've got a four and a half star review from what's on in Adelaide uh, yesterday, which was sick. Come check the show out, man. Uh, it's on until the 18th of March. Uh, check it out. Um, AJ Taco on Facebook, Aiden Taco Jones on uh, that .com. That's my website. Um, and also if you're in Melbourne from the 28th of March to the 7th of April, come and check the show out there. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to that rant. Fuck, I feel so much better. I hope you guys are doing good with your weeks. This is Aiden Taco Jones is sitting under a tree. Peace.